Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the Wow, That's Fucked Up, But I Get It edition. Oh my God, that is so many things. That's like 99% of things yes. in life right now. <laughs> I can't think of a thing that isn't I that. Know. It's true. Everything is fucked up. Yeah, except for like um, mm. tacos. Uh, yes, true. Tacos are always on the right side of things. There is nothing fucked up about a taco. <laughs> Unless you're putting like chocolate in it, I still I feel, I feel had, like that would work. I, yeah, I feel like I've had a deep sauce or something. <laughs> that deep sauce. That is Sorry. my new favorite combination of words. <laughs> I'm just gonna. Wow. I'm just gonna back away from deep that. sauce. Let that marinate for a second. Oh my. <laughs> I'm okay, and today is in between 092 goldfish and blenders. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, I know. Why would you do? I like how I'm accusing you. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? God damn it, Jill! Is it the sauce? Is it the the deep sauce? <laughs> and crocodiles in churches. Okay. No, that's okay. I'm okay with that too. That's fine with me. Yeah, it's super cool too. We're going to get into that. Oh. It's a a real thing. It's already cool to me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha and I am with the uh, already cool Marissa Riley. That's me. I'm so cool. (laughs) I'm not. Uh, But I am so happy to to be here and to talk about crocodiles and goldfish, flish, fish, (laughs) flish. It's, ah! it's upsetting. I am, I am, yeah, I am upset. Yeah. Let's trauma bond. <laughs> Let's trauma bond. Uh, if this is your first time listening, wow, uh, welcome to the flock. Welcome! <laughs> uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we were going to talk about today. Now that I do, I'm equal parts upset and excited. <laughs> I'm upset about the goldfish. Yeah. I'm excited about the crocodiles. Uh, yeah. uh, crashing a party. That's right. That, yeah. in my personal opinion, could use a little crashing. That's right. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest way. Um, my friends, today's topics are, at first glance, shocking to behold. Mm-hmm. But if we dig a little past the shock value, we'll see something that is perhaps even more disturbing. Ourselves. Oh. <laughs> so, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, are always the problem. Okay, oh, oh, continue. Yeah. <laughs> now, in the first half of the show, you might want to be sitting down. We're going to talk about an art piece, or an experiment, if you will, that asked museum goers a simple question. If your, if your actions had no consequences, what would you choose? Money. <laughs> and remember, this would apply to the person next to you as well. Ah, mm. some money for both of <laughs> us! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Nothing goes wrong. <laughs> Nothing goes wrong. Never. Uh, In the second half of the show, (laughs) after the break, uh, it'll be a little bit more laid back. And what's more laid back than random taxidermy in Italian churches? Oh, I love taxidermy. Taxidermy is so fun. Um, It's a hobby I plan on taking up when I'm 80. (laughs) And... Yeah, there's not enough of it in New York. Uh, I'm from Texas, so I... Oh, it's everywhere in Texas. It's, I, it, I mean, my 
house in Texas. <laughs> yes. It's filled with it. That it's made me sound very fancy. I don't have a house in Texas. My family has mm. a house in Texas. <laughs> but it's filled with dead things. But so it's, it's not famous. It's filled not with dead fancy. things. <laughs> we actually even have these two frogs um, that are taxidermied mm-hmm. and they're uh, arranged so it looks like they're playing pool. It is one of my favorite things That's in cute. the world. Mm-hmm. It is so That's gross. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it isn't, so much. Isn't there a thing where it's like two things that shouldn't be stitched together are stitched together? That oh, mo- so that's the moth thing. <laughs> Usually it's a, oh, I think we have a jackalope as well. But then there's the like jackalope. the moth made of um, feathers. Yeah. My Is God. that what it was? I'm losing track. There's so <laughs> many. I'll get some pictures. We'll, we'll have to do like an inventory one day. Uh, yes. Someone Jesus. needs to a spreadsheet. Goodness. <laughs> so, um, all right. So should we begin oh. with the uh, the goldfish situation? Yes, please. Right, okay. Tell me what the <laughs> hell is going on. All right. To begin, we need to head back in time to a year with so much promise, the year 2000. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a... <laughs> random. It is random. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's real anymore. What happened that yeah. year? The, the, <laughs> nothing. nothing. I think the Matrix came no, out. Nothing That's happened it. in 2000. No, the Matrix came out in 99, right? I don't know. <sighs> I should know. Okay, anyways, <laughs> tell me more. Okay, it's the year 2000, and we're standing within the white, pristine walls of a room inside the Trapholt Museum. Oh, in- oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> in Denmark. Oh. And it was here, an art piece called Helena and, and El Pescator. <laughs> I'll try that again. You got this. You got this. It was here, an art piece called Helena and El Pescador was on display. Amazing. Is that Helena and the Fisher? Is that what it translates? I think so. Look at me. Look at you. Now, before we get into the details of the exhibit, a little bit about the artist who created it. Now, Marco Evaristi was born in 1963. He's a Chilean artist who has lived in Denmark since the 1980s. Cool. Okay. Uh, According to his wiki and the news agency... (laughs) with me today. According to his wiki and the news agency Reuters, he was raised Catholic in the predominantly Catholic nation of Chile as a child, but it was revealed in his teen years that his family on his mother's side was actually Jewish. Ah! And this conflict of and between identity and nationalism and morality has been seen reflected in his artworks. So there's a lot of inner turmoil and childhood angst and blah, 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 etc. Yeah, that's not relatable at all. <laughs> So we're in the Trap Holt Museum and standing before Helena and El Pascador uh, for the work. Museum goers were presented with 10 blenders. Oh no, oh no, hmm. oh no. <laughs> each filled with water and each containing one single occupant. No! Yeah. Dr. Marissa, please tell us what and who you see in this photo. Okay, okay. Uh, please tell us how they look, how they're doing, and of course, any thoughts you may have. And then please tell us what visitors were instructed to do. Okay. Yeah. All and right. uh, all photos we talk about today <laughs> will be on our social media stuff. So please come on by and uh, get traumatized with us. Join me. Hmm. All right. Um, so it's it's exactly what you're thinking. It is uh, sev- what ten blenders. Yeah. Ten blenders. I can't see the the brand, but they're all the same blender. White, you know, blender bottom and clear pitcher and uh, inside of each of them is water and inside of each of them is a single goldfish 
and it's making me nervous. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not the <laughs> biggest animal rights activist. I kill bugs all the time, but this don't you dare hit that button. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of button, uh. Why don't you tell us uh, what the, the instructions are for museum goers? Oh, my check. God. Okay, you got it. <laughs> Jesus, art is so funny sometimes. Okay, from Jack Dunhill of IFLScience.com, quote, The visitors were given a simple choice. Press the large on button and kill the fish, or don't touch the button and let the fish live, mm. end quote. That's an easy choice to make. Yes. I thought it was yes. going to be something like press the button and get $100. Oh, no, no. No, no. This is, or press uh, the button, kill the fish, and get $100. Or oh. don't. Because that would change things. That would change I would, things. I, that, you know what? I'm not going to answer that question because I'm not in that situation. <laughs> you just made it up. <laughs> I did. I did. And I'll leave it to y'all. Your brain created that situation. <laughs> well, it's the time of the month where I have a little bit of money in my account <laughs> because we didn't have to pay rent during this pay cycle. So I'm okay. But you know what? If you ask me again on like the third or fifth, Ooh. I don't know. Wow. I don't I mean, know. I. That's an interesting um, concept that could be its own art piece. And I th- let's keep that in mind because we're going to circle back to how many people press that button. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. For oh, nothing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, come yeah, yeah. on. Yep. Now, I'm sure a lot of you out there have some questions like, holy shit, are there, were there any psychos who pushed the button? We just talked about that. Uh-huh. And why are we doing this to begin with? Yeah. Right? All great questions. Yeah. Well, first, let's get some insight from the artist Marco, who told the BBC back in 2003 he wanted to force people to, quote, do battle with their conscience. Okay. The idea was to place people before a dilemma to choose between life and death. The exhibit is a protest against what is going on in the world, against this cynicism, this brutality that impregnates the world in which we live, end quote. I mean, so. what a bold statement for, <laughs> you know, an art piece with some blenders. That's you know, man. <laughs> I should do more art. I have some stuff in the house. <laughs> you know, I could knock on the museum's yes. door and be like, I have some old empty bottles of sunscreen. Mm. Can we just put this on a pedestal and say, like, um, it yeah. represents the sun and our feelings about it i don't know no art is you know a thing look it works it works man and also you're you're i like your idea about like would people press the button if they were paid probably yeah oh god i mean i mean in new york (laughs) (laughs) not a second thought there would be a Ooh. line down the block. Oh, They'd be like, are these oh, cronuts? God. And they'd be like, no, it's $100. <laughs> no no other details. That's the next block. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get the two lines mixed up. So, no. Um, no. Dr. Marissa, I ask you, uh, do you think any of the random folks who saw the show pressed the on button? And if so, how many people do you think? did and of course if anyone's wondering yes the blend the blenders were plugged in and uh, put a pin in that later too okay i think yes oh. i think yeah two two that's a really that's, that's really good that's a really good guess because I know my friends people. <laughs> my friends in this day and age i'm happy to report only one questionable <gasps> person 
pushed the on button. Uh, but this person, God help me, did it not once, but twice. So oh, yeah. basically I got it. Basically yes. I got it. So did they press two blenders or they, one twice? Uh, I think they did two blenders. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. What a dick. Did they, um, like, uh, send him in for questioning? No, I there, don't know. there were no consequences. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Remember? Yeah. So needless to say, when the exhibit itself and when word got out, someone blended two fish, complaints came pouring in. Yeah. Police first asked the for the blenders to be unplugged, and when Marco refused, Peter Mayer, director of the Trapholt Museum, was fined for cruelty to animals and issued a 2,000 kroner fine, or $205 at today's rate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's none of this. <laughs> none of this is perfect, but I'm glad, like, someone intervened. Ah, but, my friends, the drama didn't end there. Of course not. No. Mayer refused to pay and decided to take this fine to the court. Uh, whereupon he told the judge, quote, it's a question of principle. An artist has the right to create works which defy our concept of what is right and what is wrong, end quote. Now, this is an opinion, of course, and what was actually in question was the cruelty to animals charge. Yeah, so, it is. It's super cruel. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty awful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Dr. Marissa, please tell us what the experts testified during the hearing, and what was the what was Judge Preben Bagger's ruling? Ah, let's talk about it. All right, from the 2003 BBC article, uh, "Liquidizing Goldfish Not a Crime." Okay, <laughs> quote: The court had earlier heard an expert witness from the blenders maker Molyneux Molinex. Mullinex, that the fish had probably died within one second of the blender being switched on. I'm going to pause the quote. I like how into this they yeah. got. Oh, yeah. That this, they went into this. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Good for goldfish. Good for animals. I'm, someone is, is awesome. Okay, continuing the quote. A vet also told the court that the fish would have died painlessly. Being that the fish were killed instantly and humanely, said Judge Preben Bagger, the work did not constitute cruelty to animals, end quote. <laughs> I'm glad we got into some details yeah. and some we thought about it. Yeah. But I think it's cruel. Yeah, definitely. I think to me it's cruel because... The it's not a natural habitat in any way for a, a goldfish, but... No, and it's not you know. like, um, it's not like they were consciously putting it down because someone didn't, you know, there wasn't space for it somewhere, which I already hate, mm. or because it was sick, you know, it, there was no reason other than art, which is a great reason for a lot of things, <laughs> but not for this, you, you know? know? It's, uh, yeah... I mean, put yourself in a blender. See how that feels. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. That was dark. I mean, this is how, I mean, this is 2003. I don't know how much the laws have changed in oh, terms of yeah. animal, treating animals. And as humans, we, you know, our loophole is, oh, how quickly did they die? That's, as long as it's quick, that's the humane part, which is it's so sad. Yeah. If this had happened like today... So many tweets. Would so be many. Flying. Oh yeah, flying. It would be hashtags. A much different anger. Yeah. Fights on Facebook. Is Facebook still 
around? It's only around for fights. That's the only uh, thing it's for. Uh, <laughs> so the BBC reported that eventually the blenders were unplugged, by the way. But my friends, I'm happy to report artworks such as this, works that challenge and expose our humanity or lack thereof, have been done many a time. Oh. And I'm so stoked to tell you it's been done before, not with fish, but with a human woman's body. Oh, no. Uh-huh. No! Yeah. And you guessed it, the results were just as fucked up, or maybe even a little bit worse. I know where we're going. Marina Abramovich. Marina oh, Abramovich. Am, am I saying her last yes. name right? Okay, okay, fun story. I worked at <laughs> High Fashion Magazine, yeah. not Vogue, but very close. And um, I had to write a story about Marina Ab- Abramovich. Uh, I'm saying that right, correctly? Uh, is it Abramovic or Abramovic? So it's yeah. Abramovich, I believe. Okay. But I kept pronouncing it so wrong <laughs> to all of my editors. Like, I would say, Marina Abramovic. And, like, they would all, like, roll their eyes because no. they were all, like, one year older than me. And I was, like, <laughs> 22. And they were mean. And But you know what? It's okay. That's the end of the story. <laughs> But I had to write a really cool piece about her. I think you can find it on the internet if you Google my name and her name. Oh, my God. I had no idea. I'll do that later. Oh, Oh. no, but don't. Then you'll know what magazine it is. Forget (laughs) I said anything. Delete, delete, delete. Anyways, you start talking again. (laughs) All right. So so you'll probably know this art piece then. Let's get into it. Uh, Join me, will you, back in 1974. Uh And we're in a room with Serbian performance artist Marina. Say her last name for me. Abramovich, I think. (laughs) Feel free to correct me and or get mad at me, whatever you want. <laughs> We're with Marina, who you might know from a performance called The Artist is Present. Also an episode of Sex in the City. This is that one. <laughs> they, they visited her in the middle of the night to ah. see if um, she was still there because she was uh, living in a museum. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. It, it ran through March to May of 2010 at the New York Museum of Modern Art, where she spent a whopping 736 hours and 30 minutes sitting immobile in the museum's atrium, while spectators were invited to take turns sitting opposite her. Amazing. Yeah. And it was, I just remember it just being a huge, huge thing. It was a huge deal. I mean, it rippled all the way to Texas, where I lived at the time. I knew about it, which was big. I remember people just bawling their eyes out and posting on social media that it was just like life transforming. And people waited hours online to sit with her. And um, I just wanted to add a single side note. I mean, the show slash experiment slash performance became so huge thanks to our savior, Lady Gaga. What? Uh Uh-huh. What? That's right. From the wiki, quote, after Lady Gaga saw the show and publicized it, uh, Abramovic, Abramovic? I think it's Abramovich, but I I mean, like, I'm not the the expert. (laughs) Now I'm scared you're right. No. And I was right when I worked at that internship. Trust yourself. Okay. You, you were right, intern. <laughs> Abramovich found a new audience, and this is her speaking now. So the kids from 12 and 14 years old to about 18, the public who normally don't go to the museum, who don't give a shit about performance art and, or don't even know what it is, started coming because of Lady Gaga. Oh my God. And they saw the show, and then they started coming back. And that's how I got a whole new audience, end quote. I love that. How amazing. Gaga, she's so cool. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. Uh, kids today, if, if y'all haven't done a deep dive, 
get in there. Check her out. She's an amazing artist and a humanitarian and a friend, to be honest. I have never met her, but we go way back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I sound really creepy. Yes. (laughs) But... Before Abramovich was a hit with the kids, way back in 1974, she was putting her body on the line in a totally different way that produced a totally different and horrific outcome. Yeah, Dr. Marissa, I thought you and I could take turns running through a performance piece called Rhythm Zero. Oh, God. Yeah. What do you say? I say yes. Okay. This too is from the wiki. All right. Take it away. Let's do it. Okay. Quote, to test the limits of the relationship between performer and audience, Abramovich developed one of her most challenging and best known performances. She assigned a passive role to herself with the public being the force that would act on her. Abramovich placed uh, on a table 72 objects that people were allowed to use in any way they chose. A sign, inform, uh, a sign informed them that they held no responsibility for any of their actions. Mm-hmm. Some of the objects could give pleasure, while others could be wielded to inflict pain or to harm her. Among them were a rose, a feather, honey, a whip, olive oil, scissors, a scalpel, a gun, and a single bullet. Oh my god. For six hours, the artist allowed audience members to manipulate her body and actions without consequences. Okay, um, continuing the quote, at first the audience uh, did not do much and was extremely passive. However, as the realization began to set in that there was no limit to their actions, the piece became brutal. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. By the end of the performance, her body was stripped, attacked, and devalued. Additionally, markings of aggression were written on the artist's body. There were cuts on her neck made by audience members, and her clothes were cut off. Mm -hmm. As As she later described it, quote, what I learned was that if you leave it up to the audience, they can kill you. I felt really violated. They cut up my clothes, stuck thorns in my stomach. One person aimed the gun at my head, and another took it away. It created an aggressive atmosphere. After exactly six hours as planned, I stood up and started walking towards the audience. Everyone ran away to escape an actual confrontation. End quote. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. I... But that... Not to bring it back to the goldfish, but, like, there's (laughs) such a difference because... That was her choosing. Mm, mm-hmm. She put herself there. Goldfish doesn't have a choice. Right. But also, like, how fascinating is it that, like, with both of these crowds, mm-hmm. there were passive people, but there are also, at yeah. least in terms of the goldfish, one aggressive person mm-hmm. and how it was essentially unavoidable. Mm. Yeah. I don't have any jokes. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's but that's what this is all about. So those yeah. are terrible, terrible conversations. Yeah. So, so this was all pretty heavy. So to lighten the mood, I thought we could pivot to cannibalism. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you might want to know what our friend Marco had been up to lately. Well, back in 2007, Marco liposuction liposuction fat from his body and mixed it with ground beef to make meatballs. Oh, that's right. Which he fried in olive oil, canned, and displayed in a public gallery. Cool. Now, here he is now. <laughs> I have a photo of him. Dr. Marissa, please have a look at Marco with his cans of human and beef meatballs. 
I I mean, there's so many wrong things about this, but if you put all of the wrong things over here off to the side, this is hilarious. It is so wrong. I can't say that enough, but <laughs> I will say the cans have a picture of him yeah. um, in, uh, who was that guy who um, mm. did the naked pose? Um, oh man, I'm going to think of the it. The only one. Um, uh, <laughs> sort of like a spread out Greek God eating grapes pose. Oh, yeah. On the, on the rug. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. With that actor with the, with the mustache. Yeah. I, I see. Burt Reynolds. Oh, I did it. The Burt Reynolds picture. If you don't know what it is, Google it. You won't see a penis because he has it tucked. That's how much I know about that photo. But he's got a Burt Reynolds-style pose going on. It's plastered onto each of the cans. The cans are pink, and this is disgusting, and I'm obsessed with it. Uh, my friends, in the gallery, 13 tins of meat sat on a long table in an echo to Christ's Last Supper. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Why not, right? Marco went on to explain, quote, Firstly, I want to show people that meatballs made with my fat are no more disgusting than the meatballs you buy in the supermarket. Secondly, it's a dialogue with a modern society that lives to eat rather than eating to live as it should be. End quote. That's the statement? That's the statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's the statement of all the statements. That's the one. Am I, am I the cruel one? <laughs> What do you want to say? I don't know. This is, this is I just think if you're going to put your own fat hmm. in a meatball, really make it worthwhile. Yeah. Be like, yeah, here's my fat in a meatball. Fuck Trump. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. or, or uh, here's my fat in a, in a meatball. Uh, uh, Pro-choice. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I just like other causes. <laughs> Now, I know what everyone's wondering. Did anyone actually eat this? And the answer is yes, of course, someone did. Of course. Did. In fact, there were volunteers. Uh, Twelve, to be exact. Twelve people joined Marco for a dinner party where pasta and these meatballs were served. How were they? Uh, <laughs> I just saw the end of the episode <laughs> come up on her document. <laughs> so I read that they were good. I read okay. that they enjoyed them. Cool. See? <laughs> and then, end go. of message. <laughs> end of podcast. <laughs> After the break, why are stuffed crocodiles hanging out in churches or hanging from church ceilings in Italy? Yeah, why? <laughs> All right, let's find out. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And my friends, we figured out how to say Marina's name correctly. Yes! <laughs> Oh my God, I had to listen to it like 30 times to get it right, but it is Marina Abramovic. Hey. We pronounced it wrong every time. <laughs> or that was my, that was my problem again. No, you know what? We said it so many times that it had to be right at least once. <laughs> it had to be right at least once. And if you are a huge fan of hers, and you were listening, and you were, like, crushed every time <laughs> you heard us say it wrong. I'm so sorry. Yeah. She's so cool. Really? And really? I did not mean to hurt you or her. Mm -hmm. I feel like with what she's been through, she really wouldn't mind. <laughs> she, she's like, my name means nothing. <laughs> 
what is a name? (laughs) I don't have one anymore. Um, But yeah. Colossal. Case closed. (laughs) That's right. No more comments in the comment section. Yeah. It's over. Leave us alone. (laughs) Uh, My friends, it's time for church. Yes. Always. (laughs) Uh, but don't worry, we're not here for the sermons or salvation. Hell no. No. We're here for the crocodiles. Yes! Mm-hmm. That's why I go to church. <laughs> That's right. Pack your bags. We're heading on over to the one and only Sanctuary of Our Lady of Immaculate Tears. You know the one. That's amazing. That, what, <laughs> what a place. Sanctuary Sanctuary of Our Lady of Immaculate Tears in Ponte Nossa. Do you want to say it together? Ponte Nossa. I thought you'd never ask. Yes, of course I want to say that. Uh, so where in the world is all of this? Don't worry. I've got you. Uh, everyone, imagine the thigh-high boot that is Italy. No problemo. Okay. Now point to the top of the boot. Okay. Now move your finger to the middle. You got it. And voila, there's Ponte Nossa. Ponte Nossa. It's about 40 miles northeast of Milan. Ah, I'm familiar yeah, with the city. <laughs> I don't know why I paused. I'm like, Milan. Were you waiting for me to say like a fashion thing? No, it's just my brain. (laughs) I broke for a minute. It's been a day. It's been a couple of years. Uh, Now, within the sanctuary of Our Lady, you'll find the usual. There's stained glass, Mm -hmm. frescoes of long dead saints, a Jesus or two. Mm -hmm. But Dr. Marissa, you'll also see this guy. And uh, please tell us what's hanging in this photo. Uh, nothing would make me happier. I'm looking at a picture of a church. And the in- <laughs> <laughs> well, the inside of a church, and it's got all this like uh, religious stuff painted on the wall. There's mm-hmm. a window, and then hanging from what looks like the ceiling yeah. is, you guessed it, a crocodile. And it is just a crocodile. Yeah. It's uh, taxidermied, I'm guessing. Its mouth is open. And uh, it's kind of reddish brownish. Yeah, very much. And I want it <laughs> so bad. I think it would fit in this apartment. Oh, yeah. Um, It'll fit right in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. In, like, we'll the dining it... space. <laughs> Were you like... thinking the bathroom? No, it's, like, right above the bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is so intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, so it's it's super, super orangey and tan. Uh, yeah, this very tan fellow is a taxidermied crocodile that dates back at least 500 years. That's so old! Yeah, making it one of the oldest, if not the oldest, work of taxidermy known. Legendary. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's incredible. Fucking incredible. And of course, it's in a church. It's so random. So, yeah, you're probably wondering why and how. Yeah. yeah. And, and mostly why. Why this yeah. creature? <laughs> why this creature is strung to the ceiling of a Catholic church? Well, luckily I have a few vague and pleasant answers Wonderful. for you. <laughs> uh, let's start with a little history. Okay. This fun resident uh, had been on the church's grounds since the early 1500s. Hot oh, damn. Yeah, and we know this because someone must have thought it was a bit gaudy, and there are actual documents dating back between 15. 15- 14 and 1534 asking for its removal what a narc Uh, what a narc mm -hmm. you know it's italy and it's a goddamn church it's allowed to be as gaudy as it fucking wants (laughs) it's you know i mean for real versace the fuck out (laughs) enjoy yourself gold crocodiles Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
The end. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> go for it. So, after, after 1534, it didn't go very far as it was rediscovered, found wrapped up in the attic back in the 1700s. Oh. And since whoever complained was long dead too, uh, it went right back up. I love that over 200 years, um, values when it comes to crocodiles and churches uh, were, were still there. Yeah. You know, they held strong. They yeah. were like, oh, we're going to hold on to this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put it right back to where right. it belongs. We're playing the long game. We're going <laughs> to. Gonna... Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> now, one crocodile in one church can be seen as quirky or an anomaly. But my friends, there's at least one other surviving taxidermied croc hanging in another Italian church. Thank God. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And it's not that far away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just south of the Sanctuary of Our Lady of Immaculate Tears is the Sanctuary of Our Virgin Maria of Grace. Amazing, amazing. Right. You know the one in <laughs> Cartatone. <laughs> so, and the croc, the one here, it's way fancier. What? Dr. Marissa, would you like to take a look at this fucking crocodile? <laughs> I can't imagine a fancier crocodile, but give it to me. It's, I mean, it's, I, I mean... I don't know if fancy is the word. <laughs> it's a different vibe. It's a fully different vibe. So the other one was hanging from a ceiling and it was um, well taken care of mm. and it was a bit more modest. I couldn't really see the chains or anything. Mm. This one is, you know, a, also a crocodile, also a taxidermy. But it's hanging right in the middle of, like, the biggest ceiling. Like, the highest ceiling. <laughs> like, imagine, um, uh, what's yeah. the, the Sistine Chapel? Yeah, it is. Like, imagine that kind of magnificence. Magni imagine, like, that vibe. And then imagine there just being a crocodile uh, hung by two large chains. <laughs> one going around, it's like... Uh, uh, front arms and one going around its back legs. Look at the picture, and everything is gold. I can't stop laughing. The crocodile isn't gold. Is it me or is it the picture? Oh, it's the it's the both. Okay, <laughs> I love it's it. It's one of the most gilded ceilings I've ever seen. Yeah. Then... Oh, the ceiling is so gold. <laughs> and then there's a fucking crocodile just hanging out in the middle of it, like. And no other, no, like nothing else. It's such it's a just... Scarface vibe. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like someone should do coke in here. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer. This might be the coke room. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer should be like wisping around in like a white bathrobe. Yeah. Just quietly crumbling. <laughs> Maybe they deleted that scene from the movie. Maybe that's, unfortunately. It's so sad if you can find it on YouTube. So, DM. <laughs> so one croc, like I said, is a little strange, but two, well, this means we have ourselves a pattern. And, oh. Yes. And before we get into why this seems to be a thing, or at least was a thing in Northern Italy, here's a little history about this croc in this church and a little bit more of the uh, other wonderfully bizarre stuff in this place. I just couldn't not show you there's it's, more there's than more. the croc yes, yes. the yeah. croc isn't like it no <laughs> i'm freaking out no not at all i so, feel like i'm screaming by the way <laughs> i'm surprised someone hasn't yelled from outside like shut up <laughs> the dog it's our neighbor's dog <laughs> the dog is like hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. 
shut up in there. It's our third co-host. <laughs> so, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, according to the world-renowned Rip- Ripley's Beneath... <laughs> See? I can do this. Amazing. I can do this. You got this. So, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, according to the world-renowned Ripley's Believe It or Not, where did our friend come from since there are no crocodiles native to Europe? <laughs> oh, that's, oh, I forgot about that. All right, let's talk about it. Quote, rumor has it that the crocodile arrived at the church during the 15th or 16th century after escaping an exotic private zoo owned by Federico Second. Uh, Gonzaga, Duke of Mantua. What a name. Yes. Continuing oh the God. I know, right? Continuing the quote. Uh, he definitely does coke. Uh, continuing <laughs> the quote. Uh, following his escape, a fisherman killed and stuffed the crocodile who convinced the church to chain it to the ceiling. Yes. Amazing. Despite the oddity of seeing a chained up crocodile, it feels at home. <laughs> with the church's other inhabitants a series of you guessed it life-size mannequins Mm -hmm. i'm creeped um these works of art made of paper mache wood and woven cotton depict tragedies averted by divine intercession these mannequins include men hung by their hands and condemned to the guillotine between the crocodile and the mannequins, the church is a beautiful but unsettling experience. Mm-hmm. End quote. I want to go right now. <laughs> I want to take pictures, selfies yeah. in every part of this church. I want to move in. <laughs> I'm so obsessed. I also love that the crocodile actually went there. Yes. Like the crocodile went there. <laughs> Like, like, I know it's a rumor, but yeah. like, oh my god, it yeah. went there, it escaped a zoo, and it, oh my god, there you go, she's got her hands in her face. I just so, love this so uh, much. Luckily, I've got some photos if you want to see the uh, life size mannequins, I really do. <laughs> I wish they had named the crocodile, you know, it has oh, a name probably around to. the staff. It has to, what do you, I've not the staff. The the church people. Yeah. The, what do you call it? Don't church it. people. <laughs> the church people. The the clergy. I don't know. Oh yeah. No. Is that close? No. No. I the don't people. Know. The people who hang out there. So mannequins. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about these mannequins. So I've got a close up photo. Amazing. First, okay. So you can see some detail. Uh, of course, all photos we talk about today will be on our social media stuff, so please come on by and take a look at these things. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. okay, I'm looking at it now. It's happening. Um, it's, I mean, it's just, it's mannequins being tortured. That's yeah. what is happening. Um, yeah, one is being hung by his hands. Mm-hmm. This one looks like he's either sitting or being hung by his neck. It's very weird that it's one or the other. This one has cherubs around him. That could be a bad thing. It's a bad trip. This one is holding a giant mallet. Um, and this one's in the dark, so I don't know what's going on with him. But they're extravagant. They're big. They're surrounded by yeah. gold pillars and, and a sort of gilded crap. It's incredible. Crap is everywhere. Yeah. I also have another photo um, just to show you their scale. They are definitely... Uh, life size because uh, you can see them in the second photo uh, against Taurus 
who are probably going to be us in about a year or two. (laughs) A year, (laughs) a month from now, let's be real. We're going to be podcasting from here, whether they like it or not. I'm kidding. Um, A little bit. But yeah, they are human size and there are a ton of them. Oh my God. Oh, there's two levels. I didn't there's even see two the second levels. level. So like um, there's a level of them against the wall and they're kind of framed in these pillars. And then on top of that is another row Holy of them shit. framed by pillars again. So it's just an endless amount of creepy mannequins. Yeah. All you can eat buffet. That's right. There's something, there's something for everyone here. 100%. <laughs> uh, let's get back to our reptil- reptilian friends for a moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. No. <laughs> Since we need to answer the question why they're literally hanging around. Yeah. Uh, according to Atlas Obscura, scholars believe that perhaps this is what people thought dragons were back in the 1500s. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, I know. The Italian site, um, F-E-R-M-I-M-N, .edu.it agrees, quote, in ancient times, no distinction was made between dragons, serpents, and crocodiles, end quote. So it checks out. They can't fly, but Mm. that's all I have to say. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's accurate for even then. Yeah. So my friends, what dragon, which serpent is most famous? Most famous? Most famous. Mm. Most famous to all Catholics. I don't know. Ah, you got it. <laughs> the, the devil himself. Oh, I should have seen that coming. Uh, yes, my friends. In a good time known as the Book of Revelations, the devil is depicted as a leviathan, a fire-breathing reptilian creature. Fuck yeah, he is. So why exactly is a stuffed, scaly Satan watching over all visitors and faithful attendants? Isn't that part of the church is to <laughs> intimidate yes, people? Yes, you got it. Is that really it? Did I call it? Yes. Oh! That's right. It's pressuring you to avoid sinning. Amazing. Quote, in Christian times, reptiles were considered personifications of the devil. Of course they were. The crocodile's crocodile's remains act as a warning against the human inclination to sin. Chaining the crocodile to the facade of the church was the equivalent of controlling the forces of evil. End quote. From Attilio Zenka of edu.it. I respect it. You You know what? They're like... If you don't behave, That's right. this guy's going to get this you. This stuffed <laughs> dead crocodile right. is going mm, to get you. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. That time the Catholic Church liked having kooky shit on their walls. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe if church looked a little more like a dive bar, I'd be more inclined to go. I mean, they're one really gross bathroom away. It's true. That's right. And a couple of dusty shot glasses from being it. That's right. I uh, drink there. I drink there. Yeah. I get drunk in that church. <laughs> I mean, with all that shit there, I think it should be mandatory. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, right? <laughs> Subscribing, telling your friends about Goldfish and Blenders, the How to Say Marina's Name Correctly. I'm not going to say it again. (laughs) We did at some point and y'all heard it. (laughs) Tell them about crocodiles and churches. Tell them where you heard it from and please stay interesting. Please do.